At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I just passed Sunday here in Columbus, Mississippi. A lot of people's favorite watering hole. It caught fire. Zachary's. And so, May 4th, this Saturday, you can come out to Huck's Place after Market Street Festival. And all proceeds will go to that. They're going to have some music. It's from 7 to 11. There's a $10 cover. So I encourage you to go out there and do that. Support Zachary's. It's a great cause for great people. So on top of that, May 18th, from 1 o'clock to 7 at the Trotter Convention Center in Columbus, once again, we'll have 10 bands. And... All benefits proceeds will go to Zachary's once again. So uh, it's a great time to come together as a community. Even if you're not a part of the community, you can be involved in this and come enjoy some live music and hang out with uh, some great people. So once again, man, it's never wrong to be kind. And uh, it's, it's just a good time to be a, to be a brother or a sister and to help your neighbor. Check, one, two, check. Bumblebee, watermelon, grandma, bumblebee, grandma. <laughs> All right. Yeah, Go with that. Here. Let me hear you. <coughs> Hello. Can you hear me? Let me hear you, Joe. Check, check. You're good. Cool. Let's roll. Okay. Perfect. All right. Hey, welcome to another episode of Port Salt. This is your host, Alan, and I'm in Columbus, Mississippi tonight with the right moves. I'm going to let y'all introduce yourselves. I'm John Wright. I play the bass. Perfect. Justin Cleaver. I play drums. Lance Cooper. Play the guitar. Mike Mags, I play. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Mike. <laughs> I do whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> All right, guys, just to open this thing up, I'll start with John since you're right here. How'd you get into music, man? How did, uh, did you pick up the bass? Did it start with bass? Yeah, I uh, picked up the bass guitar when I was 13 years old and started trying to play along with Green Day and you know stuff like that. And, uh, you know, was in marching band and stuff in high school, and then actually went to college and studied music. Got a degree in music education. Okay. So yeah, I make my living these days teaching music lessons, and uh, I'm a worship leader at a, at a church on Sundays. Great. What school did you go to? Uh, Mississippi University for Women. Great. <laughs> Hi, right, Justin. What's up? Hey, man. Uh, yeah, I guess I started playing music around the same time. John was talking about 13. I uh, had some friends play guitar and bass already. Drums were open, so. Asked for a set for Christmas and got it. It's been playing ever since. Yeah. All right, Okay, so for me, um, I started when I was about 11. My brother had a guitar, and he set it aside, and then I picked it up, and just been jamming ever since, man. And Mike. So I started playing about 13 or 14, 
And I also started playing Green Day when I first started. But here's the thing. So when John says he started playing Green Day, he means, what, American Idiot? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I started playing with Dookie. Right? So Kerplunk? Yeah, so like old school. So that kind of tells you there's a difference in age there. Yeah. Only about um, a decade or so. It's not too but Yeah, my uh, youth minister, when I lived in Tampa, gave me a, like an old classical guitar. And I didn't like my parents very much, and they didn't like me. So I would sit out by the garage and uh, play Green Day on my classical. And pretty much everybody hated me because I sucked so bad. <laughs> I remember when, uh, when I started playing, I started when I was about 15. Me and a couple of buddies, we would, I had the bedroom in the back. And we would be back there playing, and like when we would stop, you could hear the grandparents or whoever else was in the house just laughing at us. <laughs> Maybe we'll get it together. <laughs> but uh, I, I know what you're talking about with the hate. Like y'all need to shut up. Absolutely. All right, so kind of coming together with the right moves. How did uh, the right moves kind of become a thing? Did y'all have like previous band experience and just kind of work your way into it, or how'd that come about? So yeah, me and Lance have been playing together for 17 years. 17 years, yep. and uh, we had a group with Hayden Allen. We called the Cooper Allen Explosion. Yeah, nice. And we got we had a gig. Uh, we met John. John and Lance knew each other through school, and uh, I met John at a bar. Yeah, uh, yeah at a bar. <laughs> yeah. He said he played bass, so we got John involved and uh, did a show as the Cooper Allen Explosion, and then we booked another show. And Hayden said he couldn't make it, so we called Mike because yeah. we've been playing music with Mike for a long time too. And uh, he was able to make it, and that was the right moves. Yeah, great. All right, and so just kind of getting started, cutting your teeth. It was cut here in Columbus, or like as far as like getting gigs and showing out. Yeah, we've been grinding out in Columbus for yeah. a couple of years. <laughs> Hardcore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Most of the time we play in Columbus. Yeah. So what are some of the other cities y'all been in? Starville, Tuscaloosa, mm-hmm. other places? Both of those. Uh, Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's about it. That's it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we grind Columbus so hard. What was, uh, like, going down to Hattiesburg, man, like, was there any kind of following down there? Did they know who y'all were? Or? One guy. The guy that got us the gig. He, yeah. Yeah. He knew of us and, and got us a gig at the place he worked at, and that was, that's about it. How you think it went over? People pretty receptive to it. People wearing our t-shirts. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was cold as balls. It was outside venue. <laughs> it was a really cool venue because the way they paid us was in very little cash and a lot of t-shirts. So they made us t-shirts, and uh, yeah, like John was saying, like just a couple days on social media, somebody popped up yeah. with uh, a Right Moves t-shirt on. Somebody tagged us in and yeah. was like, "Hey, still representing down in Hattiesburg." So we felt good about that, you know. I will say that that was probably the most profitable gig that we have had ever because we got paid in t-shirts and now we sell the t-shirts and we just keep benefiting from are those ones with your face on it mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they paid us in those yeah. t-shirts <laughs> nice yeah I know uh, I used to gig down in Mobile for a time man, and uh, this one place that we played at it was it was a two piece band and they 150 bucks free bar tab and so well I'm gonna hurt you <laughs> that turned to a thousand dollar gig. It's very rare that anybody offers a band a free bar tab anymore. Yeah. Yeah. People yeah. like you have ruined that for us. <laughs> <laughs> like we have a 
abused that system. We have abused quite that a few system. times. Yeah. yeah, I was like, well, if it's, we're splitting 150, I gotta get, I gotta get something out of this. Yeah. So, when y'all first started recording, uh, how long ago was that? Oh man, we um, were a year in. in. We were about a year in, and actually Hayden's brother Scott Allen, he helped us out. He brought some stuff here and. And we were able to do a live recording and post that stuff on SoundCloud and just kind of get the music out there. Mm-hmm. Also uh, available on Spotify, iTunes, and all of the streaming devices. Oh Great. my god! Really? <laughs> get a plug at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <Just> plug now. <laughs> but ever since then, we've been trying to grow as a band, and we have been trying to get more of our sound out there. Uh, but right now, like Cleaver said, yeah, Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff, that's where you can catch us. Great. And so, how long ago you said that was? Three, four years ago? Uh, we're, it was two years ago. Two yeah, years we're ago. sitting on about three years as a band. Okay. And so. so that was, how many songs was that cut out? Dude, that was like 10? We recorded a lot, but we released about four. Four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. Yeah. And we're actually in the process right now of trying to get this second EP out. So I think we have a few more vocals to lay down. We do. A little. Y'all doing it in house here too? Yep. Yes, but everything is the pool room EP. This is the pool room. Yeah, so we have about five tracks that we're about to release. I'd say a month. Maybe. A month, maybe. You'll find everything on Spotify, iTunes, plug, plug, plug. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about the sound. Where did the uh, where did the right move sound kind of come from? Did it come from Dookie or, <laughs> or what are some what are some of the big influences that uh, each of y'all kind of brought so there, to the table? There's some elements there. So, uh, on like Long and Tooth, for example, that's kind of got uh, that uh, Weezer slash Green Day vibe to it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. As far as big influences go, for me, like I like The Cure a lot. Mm-hmm. They because of the just the pop sensibility of taking like this the new track that you heard tonight right mm-hmm. so just taking uh, a groove and then changing it a little bit each time so it's the same hook but it's just a little bit different I try to do that a lot in what I do um, also like the Smiths Modest Mouse mm-hmm. for me mm-hmm. in that same vein great just with my songwriting because I don't like to do a lot of flashy stuff I like to do a lot of catchy stuff. <clears throat> But you guys, man, me, like, I am a huge Prince fan. Like, that's that's where I originate from. But songwriting, I don't know. I can't really pinpoint that. I'm like, <coughs> do you think? So the thing, the great thing about me and Mike is that like. Mike writes in a chord progression kind of way, and I kind of think outside the box when I'm like fingering and going to a chord. <laughs> Shut up, you guys are high school girls. <laughs> are you gonna edit that out? But my point is that we have different styles of writing. That's very true. And when we, when I have an idea, I will send it to Mike, 
and Mike will send his idea back. And usually, more so than often, like we just collaborate and we just come to this sound that is the right moves and the right moves like we were talking earlier we can't we can't classify us as one genre mm -hmm. because we are rocking and then we're like you know we do a little jazzy tune or we do something that's very melodic mm -hmm. and um, kind of funky yeah yeah funky exactly I, I don't know man my right now my influences are, are these guys like I take a an idea I give it to these guys and we thrive on it. Mm -hmm. And Prince something new too. And Prince. No, that's Prince. Awesome he's on. Prince. Yeah. He's I mean, it's true. Yeah. Because uh, as far as drumming goes, I thrive generally on what John's doing. John's kind of turned me into a better drummer. Aww. Made me a lot more aware <laughs> of what Aww, I'm doing man. and like not just playing Green Day, you know. So uh, <laughs> yeah, I think like Lance said, you know, your biggest influence when you're writing is the people you're writing with, mm. for sure. So. When you started playing drums, who were some of the guys you kind of looked up to? Travis oh, Barker? Or? Yeah, well, absolutely. You know, Blink-182. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Stan Moore is one. Uh, John Fishman from Fish. I'm a big Fish fan here. Uh, okay. Big Fish fan. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, John Fishman was always, like, my go-to, you know. And, uh, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I like them all, you know. I like, uh, you, you can draw influences from anybody. Neil and I, Yeah, there's no, uh, yeah, well, Neil Peart, absolutely, right? Uh, I think, yeah, my biggest influence might be Stan Moore. I enjoy it. I spend far too much time on YouTube mm -hmm. watching him play and learning some new grooves, you know. Mm -hmm. Hi, Joe. Oh, yeah, man. I, I was, like, hooked on Green Day, and um, I liked everything aggressive when I was younger. And then, like, I, I got older and learned other instruments and learned, you know, proper technique on those instruments. And sure. it wasn't until recently I was like, I should probably, like, revamp how I'm approaching the bass guitar, you know. So I've been listening to a lot of like Victor Wooten and stuff lately, but Oof. I don't think that's coming through. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, yeah, and just if I was to try to classify just the three songs that I heard y'all do this evening, the last song reminded me a lot of the Chili Peppers. Like it yes, was get that one. Really, oh, yeah. that, a lot of people say that when they yeah. hear that tune. Absolutely. Yeah, I, th I think it was the drums that done it. Yeah, that groove. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. For sure. Mike so actually, huge influence for me for Mike sure. wrote that groove on. I wrote it. Uh, I'd use a garage band. I recorded on my computer. And I, the he wrote that drums for had these, uh, Yeah, I played the drums on my keyboard. And then I wrote a horn section. I had to play it on the keyboard. So I was like... Da, 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 da. So it was a very different song when I first wrote it. So it was kind of prancy, but like old school, maybe even some like Morris Day in the time. Maceo, blow your heart. Yeah, kind of that feel. <laughs> and it changed when I brought it to these guys, because of course they don't have any horns to play with. Yeah. 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 And nobody wants to sit there with a MIDI keyboard. Yeah. It, was, it was also in 7 8 time. It was real funky when I first wrote it. <laughs> so funky we couldn't sing it and play it at the same time. Too much fun in one place. So guys, just kind of go down the road, um, just kind of lined out if a uh, month, two months, three months, or some of the places uh, you'll be maybe besides Columbus here. Um, man, anything we'll lined up toward the summer? Oh man. Our biggest stuff is in Columbus. We're getting to play the uh, Market Street Festival coming up. Great. When is that? Uh, May, May 4th. 4th? Yeah. yeah. 
Star Wars yeah. Day. Yeah, May the 4th. <laughs> May the 4th. <laughs> Be with you. Great. Uh, yeah, local bar here, Zachary's. I mean, we're up there fairly yeah, we, regular. We've got a room gig at Dave's the next yeah, weekend. Dave's. Yeah. We're going to share some... Uh, we're going to share some stage with man. There's some, some great, great local bands. music. Yeah, in Fat this Axel town. and the Cicadas. Uh, really fortunate to be with those guys. Playing with Cicadas. Yeah. Yeah. Surprise. By the way, <laughs> yeah, they're opening, and then we're second, and then Fat yeah. Axel closing it out. Uh, but yeah, man. I mean, we just have a really good following here in Columbus, mm-hmm. and we want to branch out. But I mean, the the people here really enjoy us and we're needed here <laughs> <laughs> this is our home yeah things uh, that are happening like at Dave's on May 11th that's that's the that's the kind of reason we love staying around here right like the local music scene mm-hmm. is thriving and we just mm-hmm. need more people out to enjoy it you know I mean that yeah. that's three all original bands that are going to be in one spot in one night and uh, they're just going to be, you know, playing the music that they wrote for people and hope to see how it's receptive, you know. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, that's a great thing. And we enjoy it. What about, like, um, when you get out of town? We talked a little bit about it earlier with Hattie's Bird. Let's just say, like, Starkville. <clears throat> um, kind of going in there, does it pull a lot of people from Columbus to come see it? Or is Starkville kind of, I, I don't know, I guess where I'm getting at is, like, just... When you're getting out of town, um, what are some, is it, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't know if we're going to have a bar full or, you know, I don't know. Well, see, the thing is, sometimes it's like that. That sounds kind of scary, I'm sure I've heard them say that. How's this going to go? I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, that's the reality of everything. But, like, the fact of, the matter of fact is, like, we love each other. And, like, we love playing music together. Mm-hmm. So... We will go out there and rock our socks off to four people or 400 people. Right. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing, like the Hattiesburg gig, like the chick that was wearing the shirt, um, when we finished our gig, like she was very receptive to everything. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, cool. So our mindset has been like, if we go out of town and we make one new fan, did then job. that's it. We did what we wanted to do. And so, as digital is now, like with uh, social media and the way you can track like Spotify, iTunes, and all this stuff, like you can see that uptick in the interest online, right? Like we can see that we, you know, oh, you got 200 new likes on Facebook, you know, after this gig, or, Mm -hmm. you know, we, you know, we get a very small, small monthly stipend from Spotify. But when we see that, (laughs) when we see that, when we play that out of town gig, we can see that spike for a month of interest that happened there for a minute, and I mean that it's it's rewarding, it really is. It's, yeah. As small as it is, it's rewarding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah totally I guess that's, that's kind of what I was running at. Is like just um, what few places I've been out to play. Like I lived down in Mobile six years, and it was the last year I had lived down in Mobile. It's a fairly big place, and nobody know who it was. Then nobody know who the general specific was. Yeah. And we were just kind of there, and it may be, uh, you know, 15, 20 people there. It may be 50, and we don't know if they're listening or not. Because it's kind of a weird stage anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were down low, and then the bar was up top. It was like everybody's kind of looking down, and then you had, like, seats down low. And everybody's kind of doing their own thing, but we're a two-piece. 
and uh, it was um, like a Sunday afternoon. We got the Sunday afternoon spot like for uh, two months straight, and just playing just chill tunes. And it, it was interesting seeing like Facebook and all that, and how yeah. it kind of comes out. I played in Columbus. It's probably been ten years now. Back when the fire station, I think it's tie by tie now. Mm-hmm. I played there a couple of times. Station, station, station seven. seven. Yeah, station yeah. seven. Yeah, yeah. I played there, and I think I was playing with Dennis McKay and his band back when they oh, played. Oh, I love Dennis. I took guitar from him for a long time ago. <laughs> Such a great yeah. guy. He taught me. I, I was with him for two or three years. As is it back when he was teaching on 69? Is it? He's on Alabama, Alabama Street in that house, right behind the pharmacy. He was with Mike Chang. Yeah. Yeah. Then. Yeah. Was taken from. The Music Depot. Was that what it was? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's where my first drum set came from. Okay. That's where my Mapex came from. <laughs> Everybody's first drum set came from. <laughs> <laughs> That's a weird thing. It's all coming from the same place. You want to talk a little bit about gear? Sure. Yeah, go for it, man. Mike, we'll let you start, brother. <laughs> I play a Gibson SG into a Rocker 35T. <clears throat> it's that orange. I love it. Uh, it's giving me a little bit of fits right now. I broke the uh, the pot for the reverb. I had to replace <laughs> it. So don't know how that happened, but yeah, it's got a voice of the world speaker in it, so it sounds great. Uh, I put a little bit of... Uh, delay on it for most of my songs and you know tube screamer for drive and that's about it how um just years gone by with amps and though like with orange it has a very specific sound mm-hmm. did you start out with like a marshall or a fender before you got to orange Mesa. <laughs> so me and my buddy we found we went down to hattiesburg after this uh, big storm and we found this uh mesa boogie Triton <laughs> head. I mean, I've it, never even like, heard of it. Man, it's oh, crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's a real serious It's huge, yeah. And it has a switch so you can cut it from 100 watts to 50 watts. I would play it on 50 watts. <laughs> Why would you? But, <laughs> but you could only turn it up to like two. Like, so finally, screen. because it was so much amp, I sold it to my buddy Alex and. Uh, mm-hmm. I was just like, I need something small that I like the sound and I could just lay it around and it's real easy. Yeah. So I switched from Mesa to, to uh, an orange. To an orange. <laughs> <laughs> so me, I play a Fender Stratocaster and a Fender Champion. I am an avid, I love the Blues Driver, but it gives me trouble all the time. Super midi. Super midi. So yeah, I'm, I'm more like the mid-level, like kind of fuzzy kind of thing. But, I mean, yeah, that's me. That's definitely you, man. Yeah, it's me. I and like your guitar I, sounds I'm good. fuzzy and mid. I like it because it forces me to, to lay back. Mm-hmm. Like, cause yeah. he's got so much mids in his guitar that uh, I have to find a space for a song and stay there. <laughs> Never the two show me, because no. otherwise it just gets kind of blurs. Big. Oh. Uh, I play a DW Collector Series kit. I love it. It's my baby. Zildjian cymbals mostly. Uh, K K darks. Yeah, that's really it. I it's love pretty. It. Yeah, I mean it, <laughs> it is it's a it. very pretty drum set, you guys. It's blue. <laughs> uh, I like the K darks just because of the uh, quick 
the quick decay, uh, not a whole lot of wash. I, I just I enjoy that sound. I think it works really well with what we've got going on. Uh, no, no, nothing's too punchy or in your mm -hmm. face, and so. What was that first set like? Oh, that first drum set was a Thor. It was, <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> uh, yeah, it had uh, I mowed grass all summer so I could get some Zildjian ZBTs for it, and that was those are pretty awful too. I mean, they were thick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm playing a, an Ibanez Sound Gear. Um, it's like 300x or something. It's like a beginner model, but it's what I got. You know. Yeah. And I'm playing into a dark glass uh, B7K pedal, which gets a pretty natural sounding distortion. It's one of the earlier models, and it, I got it off eBay, and it's got some demons I got to chase out of it, but, you know, it is what it is. And I'm playing that into a, a Fender Rumble. But yeah, I, I took my, my bass over to Mike's a couple weeks ago, and we sat down for a couple hours and tried to exercise all the demons in that bass guitar, because it, it had quite a few. That y'all want to talk, uh, shout out. We've already talked about ways to find the music, like as far as uh, connecting with y'all, Facebook. Uh, yeah, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We're on all those social medias, as well yeah. as uh, our Facebook page, Reverb Nation. Or not Facebook, but our website, Reverb Nation uh, slash Right Moves Band. Great. And the name of the song that we had at the beginning. Oh, that was uh, Mercy Mercy. Yeah, like we said earlier, it's a song written by Mike, brought it to practice, and we uh, turned it into what it is now. Yeah. It's when we can use to get people out on the dance floor if we, mm -hmm. we need to. Yeah. Generally an opener if you come see us. <laughs> yeah. yeah <laughs> first thing, give them all we got, first shot. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. How'd that come about, man, with that open line? <laughs> I was trying to write a song that had the word, or the name Mary Jane in it. <laughs> you know, because I kept thinking about, God, how many songs are there? Do you love me, like Mary Jane? Jane? And it's like, I just want to write it. But I changed it a little bit. Mother Mary to kind of get those religious overtones. Oh, yeah, mm -hmm. it's powerful. And then when I started writing, I was like, it sounds more like a prostitute than, than anything. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a prostitute now. So. Yeah, Drugs, but, religion, uh, prostitution. Natural progression. Yeah. <laughs> But honestly, that that tune, the acapella part of that tune to begin with is super powerful, and then when we come into it, it just it builds and it builds and it builds, and then I, I don't know. It's one of my favorite tunes to play. Absolutely, definitely. I hate it. It's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> I bet it turns heads when it first starts out, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, it'll like, it'll quiet a room quick. Man. Brit the Frog? <laughs> it makes room quiet, and that's why we enjoy it. Yeah. It gets everybody's attention right off the bat, and, and then then we make them suffer through the rest of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Y'all good? Yeah, good, man. All right, guys. This has been another episode of Porch Talk. Right Moves. Thank y'all so much for uh, sitting in with me. Yeah. Been Thank good you, uh, hearing y'all jam out. Yeah. All right, guys. That's it. Sweet. Pretty painless. Cool. That went too bad. That's a wrap. Well, that's going to do it. Right Moves, thank you so much for allowing me to come sit in on the practice session and for the interview. So, this first time I had done this, recorded a full band, just got the microphone as far away from the drum as possible and let them rock. So, guys, here is Mercy, Mercy.
and go show the boys some love on Spotify and Reverb Nation. And, uh, check them out on their social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Just keep up with the guys and especially what we have going on right now for Zachary's. Uh, the right moves are uh, they're really a big part of um, the music that's going to be for that. So thankful for the guys that they have a heart to uh, love on their community uh, as they do. And they do a great job of doing it. All right. Peace out. Peace out.